Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another issue of Further Up. Today's Further Up uh, post is called The Year We Set Sail, in which I send my dreams to heaven and invite you to come along. And I want to apologize ahead of time. You will probably be hearing um, leaf blowers in the background. It's something that we can't escape this time of year, right? <laughs> I think I have multiple neighbors out doing their leaves. And I was that person a couple days ago. So we give them grace and we move on. So this is the audio version of today's newsletter. If you just want to listen to it, then keep listening. If you'd rather read, then you can turn me, my voice off and keep going by scrolling down and reading through. So here we go. The year we set sail. The prelude, going all in on Substack. So I want to use this opportunity to speak directly to you, my beloved readers, and explain to you just what it is I'm doing here and why Substack has become a wonderful place for writers from every background to ply their wares and even make a living doing it. I am one of these writers, and I actually have several friends who are doing the same thing who are writers and authors. And my aim is to make Substack my primary hub for writing and one of the central means by which I make a living. I want to lay out this manifesto of the Substack and my writing here in five sections. These sections will build out my philosophy of writing and also give insight into what's going on behind the scenes. Here's the manifesto summary. I'm a writer, storyteller, and independent scholar seeking to create a place both through my writing, books, and online, and in-person retreats that is a refuge for all seeking rest and restoration of the soul, a place where good counsel can be found, where wisdom can be sought, and where the imagination can be fueled. Section 1. The Human Behind the Screen First, let me say a hearty welcome to all the new subscribers here, Further Up is definitely growing. It's super exciting. We are nearing 6,500 subscribers, and I'm blown away. I'm humbled and excited by this new growth, for real. I mean, it's incredible. The growth tells me that topics like beauty, wonder, and faith and culture are subjects that many want to explore, and I'm here for it. I'm looking forward to deeper conversations here and a lively exploration of these topics. And since there are so many new folks here in the Further Up email family, I thought I'd share a quick note about me and my family. Behind your phone or your laptop or your desktop screen, behind the words you scroll through, I'm here, existing. I am a 40-something father of three, two teenagers and one delightful 10-year-old. I'm married to Christine Michelle Willard and have been for 21 years. We live on a wooded lot on a cul-de-sac in the small southern town of Waxhaw, North Carolina. While I wrote this post, I ate an English breakfast, drank coffee, and made some tea. And I also put on my hoodie because I was a tad cold. <laughs> we have a two-year-old golden doodle named Cash who thinks he's human. I have feelings, dreams, and worries, but not many regrets. Blood runs through my veins. I'm not part of the Matrix. In fact, I'm fighting against it, and you'll know this if you follow me on Instagram or have read my new book, The Beauty Chasers. So, us Willards, we are a real family living in a real town in a real country and are doing our best to use what God has given us to glorify Him and make a living. 
My desire has always been to make a difference in the little sliver of the world in which God has placed me. And this newsletter represents the central hub for this difference-making endeavor. And if you would like more of a professional biography and some things I've done with my writing and my education, you can click on over to my About page. Section 2, The Dream Behind the Writing. Tim, what do you actually do for a living? I love it when people ask me this question, and trust me, I get asked it a lot. And it's a fair question. Even my mother asks me how I make a living doing what I do. Here's a little bit of Tim history to help you understand how the dream of my writing ministry has taken shape. For over 15 years, I've worked as a ghostwriter, editor, and creative consultant, all freelance by the grace of God. The word freelance means that I I work for different companies and clients. And this is the pathway that opened up before me and Christine before me when Christine and I moved to Atlanta so I could pursue a full-time writing career. It was in Atlanta after running my own landscape company back in Lidditz, Pennsylvania, so that I could finish my undergrad, that I began freelancing for various organizations like Catalyst Conference, Q Ideas, Relevant Magazine, and Chick-fil-A. And though my dream was always to be a writer, God instilled in me a much broader vision of what I could do through writing and teaching. It took me over a decade to figure it out, and a large chunk of the time was spent in graduate school at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary and at King's College London. Why was a writer attending seminary? I got this question often during my time in seminary, and my reply, I'm not sure, but God is making it plainer the further I go. After seminary, I felt the Holy Spirit stirring in me and pushing me towards more schooling, believe it or not. I was never academically minded. In my 20s, I sang in a band and toured the country, but the Lord persisted in my spirit, and the opportunity to study, to study under Alistair McGrath opened up, and we followed God's leading. But I still received questions about my journey. Why was a writer getting a PhD? To this question, I replied, I'm not 100% positive, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with inspiring Christians to rediscover God through beauty and imagination. I thought perhaps one day, eh, maybe I'd take a professorship at a small college and teach theology. Early on, after I finished my PhD, I actually applied for a few open positions, and you'll love this response I received from a prominent Christian university where one of my friends was already teaching. Here's what they said. Well, to be honest, Tim, your background and CV are rather, well, unorthodox. You have an academic pedigree, but you also write books and articles in the popular space and do art. And we're looking for more traditional teachers, but we'd love to have you come speak to our students. <laughs> they meant no disrespect by this at all. In fact, I took it as a compliment and felt encouraged. But it also gave me a glimpse into what most universities are looking for and con convinced me that for now, carving out this space here on Substack and through my books was the place God wanted me or God wanted to use me the most. So this kaleidoscope journey as a writer, theologian, and storyteller was leading me to begin something new, but not so new, something related to teaching, but not as traditional as a college, something outside of the mainstream, but not a hippie commune, if you get what I mean. What was it? Hmm. Section three, the beauty behind the unorthodoxy. The answer to the what was it question comes by way of a story. And yes, I'm sure you're surprised that I'm using a story to give you an answer. 
But many moons ago, I was expelled from Liberty University at the ripe age of 19. Getting expelled might become a badge of honor in your 40s, but when you're a preacher's kid at 19 and you get kicked out of university, it's kind of a big deal. And it was the catalyst for me actually coming back into the Christian faith. That'll be another post sometime. During that next year, as I studied the Bible for the first time on my own and began journaling in earnest, I believed that God wanted me to start a camp. That was my dream. Um, What kind of camp? Like an adventure camp where I could harness the power and beauty of the wilderness to reach young adults like me, young adults who had drifted from the faith. Then the dream expanded. This camp idea became a camp that might also reach CEOs and burned out missionaries. I guess the point is I couldn't shake the vision and over time it just kept maturing. Then I read Francis Schaeffer's The God Who Is There, and I discovered the Libri community he founded in Switzerland. Schaeffer stepped out of American culture and became a cultural critic. And I mean critic in the positive sense here. Libri was a place young adults and really any adults could come and live for a brief time in the community of the house and property and ask questions about the God of the Bible. But Schaeffer's Libri was more than a place of physical refuge. It was a symbol of a different way of life for Christians living in a splintered materialistic world bent on the acquisition of consumer products and the heaping of wealth that just, you know, wealth for moths, basically. (laughs) Jake Meter writes of Schaefer's influence like this. Francis and Edith's ministry at Labrie recognized the splintering of modern culture and refuted it. Not by explaining Christianity Christianity to a social order that can be reconciled with the faith if we finesse it enough, but by modeling a radically different way of life to a society at odds with the Christian faith on the most fundamental and basic levels. The hospitality of Labrie, Francis's way of talking about Christianity as a comprehensive true truth, the hidden art embodied by Edith's tireless work, All these things contributed to making Libri a shelter of coherence in a fractured and declining world. If you followed my work for any length of time, you've undoubtedly heard or read me rant about the need for a revived discipleship in the American church. You've heard or read me call for a revival of beauty and wonder in our church gatherings. And you've heard or read me emphasize how important our cultural education education is as human beings made in the image of God, and especially how important this education is for the young generations. Eh, but Tim, you say, are you suggesting that this newsletter here, Substack, can be a kind of libri? I mean, Schaefer moved to a different country and bought an actual property. This newsletter is online. Humans don't gather here. Ah, yes, I reply. Your point is well taken, but I humbly ask that you use your imagination just for a few moments and see this online space as a kind of first step into reimagining what a 21st century Libri might look like. Think of our newsletter family here as the first step in a progression that gathers online and then in person. Think of this space as the beginning of conversations that, though explored deeply here, can get more personal and more intimate at an actual gathering place. What if this new 21st century library was more than a place for people to ask theological questions, but actively sought to disciple the younger generation? 
to bring rest to the weary adults serving in ministry and to bring restoration and a place for adults to contemplate the beauty of God's love for them. Imagine a place like that, a place that begins online, that begins here, and then grows into this place, this place my wife and I and much many of our friends are praying into existence. This, my friends, is what I'm working towards. And this newsletter is the first step. Section four, the heart behind the efforts. Here are three small ventures I've attempted over the last three years that many of you have contributed to or dipped your toes in. The Daily Grit, the Beauty Chaser Community, and the Fellowship. These represent all the different efforts I've attempted to establish an online an online hub for this 21st century writing and teaching ministry. The most recent one, the fellowship was birthed as a way to house a community that was engaged and learning from one another. But here's what happened. You guys days before I launched it, the Holy spirit stirred in me, the kind of stirring where, you know, you shouldn't move forward with something, all the work designing and planning I'd put into the fellowship for nothing. That's what I thought. Right. And when I didn't heed the stirring and launched it anyway, the same day I launched the site and sent the email out, the site crashed for weeks. You can click here to read the full explanation. The spirit was telling me, Tim, simplify, simplify, simplify. Keep it clear and direct. Pour into one place and serve readers there. So, finally, I'm heeding this spiritual nudging and I'm simplifying. This newsletter, further up, is the only place you'll find my writing and teaching for the foreseeable future. The video teaching sessions I had prepped for the fellowship will now be short weekly video sessions hosted right here on Further Up. Here's what you can look forward to with this Substack newsletter now. Number one, paid subscribers will receive teaching delivered in video format on a monthly basis, and you can preview what to expect here. And by here, there's a link in in today's newsletter where you can look at um, the last, I think, two weeks where I have a little video teaching session. Number two, it's an affordable monthly membership at around five bucks a month. And this is this special fall price that we're offering right now. And if you want to be part of this community, but you can't afford it right now, or you're a student and you're strapped for cash, I totally get it. Just email me and we'll work it out. Okay. I want everybody to be here. Number three, I'll be doing a monthly Q&A session with my wife, Christine Willard, through the private Substack podcast feature on this new on this newsletter. You can submit your questions about anything I write about here. All of my writing will be hosted here instead of being spread out over multiple outlets. That was number four. I'm sorry, I didn't I say number four first. Number five. You can upgrade to a paid subscription right now with our biggest discount of the year. This offer is running until the end of December. And if you don't want to go to paid right now, that's totally fine. I'm thrilled you're here and not to worry. I'll still be posting weekly free posts for everyone. Everyone is welcome. Section five, the joy behind simplifying the vision. So here to wrap things up, here are the online spaces where you can find me and where we can engage and work towards this new 21st century Libri idea. Number one, this newsletter further up. Join me here to go deeper into the topics that we all love to discuss that relate to beauty, wonder, faith and culture, and so much more. 
you can think of Further Up as our own private magazine space. Number two, Instagram. I'm here usually almost daily, but definitely every single week. You can join me here for daily and weekly inspiration. And number three, the Saturday Stoke. <laughs> and this is packed back by popular demand, you guys. I've had a lot of you ask, Tim, when are you reviving the Saturday Stoke? Or I've had people find it and go and ask me, Tim, why aren't you doing this? Okay, so I get I get it. Um, I'm going to be reviving the Saturday Stoke, so look for new episodes. I'm going to say in the new year, eh, but don't be surprised if you see some pop up around Christmas. As you can imagine, I'm pretty stoked about this. Um, and yes, this is a free podcast, and you can get caught up on the... There's 52 previous episodes that you can get caught up if you link here to the iTunes, or you can look up the Saturday Stoke in iTunes, and I believe it's on most of all the big um, podcast um, uh, servers or whatever they're called. Um, and so finally, in my own pursuit of beauty, you guys, I'm reminded of how harmony is a characteristic of the beautiful. In making this decision to keep all my writing and teaching here, I hope to step into God's harmony for my work and writing. And my prayer is to be more focused on the needs of readers and to be a resource of hope, encouragement, and inspired learning. Eh, but Tim, you say, I want to hear more about this physical space that you envision, this libris for the 21st century. Ah, oh, yes, I reply. I am so delighted you asked. If you're excited to be part of this new endeavor and partner with me, you can do so in two ways. You can make a donation or you can sign up to hear more about the vision using this link. <laughs> you guys, thank you in advance for your understanding and support. And I hope to see you further up.